Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. My pleasure to have you here. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. We'll get to all of it. Bottom of the hour, it's going to be Manny Mellos. He is uh, my friend from Sydney, Australia. We've had him on a couple of times now. He's also a regular in my chat room uh, on the video stream. So if you haven't been there, stop by JoePags.com and click on Watch Now. You can also click on Listen Now. If you, Like a lot of stations will go to sports, and people get really mad at me. They're like, hey, hey, they keep taking, they're censoring you. No, no, they're not. Stations have deals with the sports teams in town. I get that. I understand it completely. I'm not complaining about it. But if you would rather stick with the program, you can always go to JoePags.com, click on Listen Live. You'll hear the live stream of the program, the audio. And it's also in very high quality. It's like FM or better. Um, but if you want to watch us do it, and you'll see Carrie, and you'll see Polo, you'll see Sam, you'll see me, um, you can stop by the web, the website as well, JoePags.com, and click on Watch Now. So that's what we do. So bottom of the hour, you'll see Manny from Australia. We'll talk about what Australia um, is doing as far as COVID goes. Are they lightening things up? He says there's a section of the, of the country that is still basically under lockdown, and I wondered why. We talk about that angle as well. And also how the, the, the system works there with governors, and there is a Senate, there is a House of Representatives. Um, individual states have individual, not governors, I think they're called premiers or something. So we get into all that and then some. Plus, Carrie's got a couple of stories off the top here going to make your face hurt. Uh, and, and we'll just start it. Sam, open the phone lines. If you think Pride Week or Pride Day should or should not happen in, in public schools, Now's the time to call in and let me know why you think that. We'll have that story for you in a second on a Friday. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh-huh. Say what? Carrie, what's going on over there? You get it done? Oh, yeah. Making it happen. Downhill to the weekend, right? That's right. I'm looking forward to tomorrow being the weekend. I'll be yeah. sleeping in. I need some sleep. So what are you going to do between 11 and 12? I'm mean, 11 and 2. I'm going to wake up uh, to like 2.30. Okay. <laughs> What's the issue? There you go. All right. That is Carrie Lucky, by the way. That's Chocolate Voice. That's Polo. That is Sam. And I'm your boy, Joe Pags. Uh, anything on your mind, fair game today on a free speech Friday, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I got an email from me. I don't even, I didn't keep it. But I got an email from a guy who said that he notices that I talk slowly when I talk to this person or that person, and then I start talking really fast when I talk to somebody else or when I'm talking about something else, and I'm doing it because I'm arrogant and I think I'm better than everybody. (laughs) What? Can you imagine listening to a radio show and making that decision? Oh, come on. No. I think that's a person that has way too much time on their hands. Now, here's something that's very important. 99% 99% of my email is all positive. They love Carrie. They love Polo. They love Sam. They love me. They like the show. They like that it's different. It's not the same old fair. And this is not to cut anybody down who's doing a radio show as well. We just do it differently. We we sing. We play. We talk about farts or whatever. Carrie does. You do. Carrie actually farts. You, you know, do. stuff no, like that. Um, but um, so it's always, I read the negative ones as well. And yes, I'll talk about them on the air because I find them to be so completely outlandish. Mm. And, and and I hope maybe one day I'll say, hey, this guy said that I Talk too fast here and I talk too slowly there. I'm trying to prove that I'm arrogant or I'm, I'm smarter or I'm condescending or I'm racist or something. And, and maybe you'll say, well, that does kind of make sense and then I can learn from it. But just to let you know, I'm not learning from your email. I'm, I'm making fun of you. And I do feel as though I'm above you. I'm condescending on you, the emailer, because you're really stupid. And I don't want to be stupid like you. 
Carrie, is that anything? Uh, no, not at all. That's good. Pretty good. He's going to put it right out there. I just, because. Mm-hmm. Again, I know. I, I guess. Go ahead. We have talked about this forever. I just don't get the people that you don't like us. You don't like the show. Fine. Don't listen. But don't, you know, why take the time to write an email or send a message critiquing everything that we're doing wrong? I mean, I that is something I just would never do. Do I not like certain shows and certain news anchors and, and radio programs? Absolutely. But I'm not going to go out of my way to tell that person that. Why do that? I mean, it, it could not be this a waste of your time. If you don't like us, you don't, you're not getting it. You don't like how we're laying it down. You're assuming some sort of weird arrogance or something. I mean, whatever that is, just stop. Like a, a guy wrote me the other day and he said, the audio level of you is twice as loud as anybody else on the show. Either mm-hmm. fire your audio guy, and my audio guy is Polo, who's the best in the business, or you're doing it because of your ego. So I wrote back and I said, <laughs> oh, let me ask you something. You really think that my ego gets a boost by me purposely turning people down and turning myself up? Is that really what's going on? Now, there's a different audio level set on the radio and on the stream. Polo handles the radio audio, and he's got some of the best ears I know, and I handle the audio on the stream. Now, on the stream, because I'm wearing these earbuds, I think sometimes I hear myself and Carrie and Sam and Polo at the same level, and Polo might have to say, Carrie's too low, and I'll have to bring her up. But there, how exactly would one get... You, you don't you get an ego boost by having somebody tell you how great you are and like begging for compliments because and stuff. Because you're louder than everybody. I get else. an ego boost because I turn myself up or something. That's Who weird. Who thinks of that? I don't know. One guy apparently. Well, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. It's a that big, ego, ego on that talk show host. He's so loud. First of all, I'm the loudest person on staff. Yes. Period. That's the truth. In real life, I'm louder than everybody else. So I would, if nothing else, try to bring them up because I'm going to be louder. Because I've got a big fat ass voice, so uh, for me, I'm not. I'm, I'm confused by. It. No, Paul, did you have something? Because I saw you. You popped the earbuds in. I mean, is there some audio thing that I'm not sure of? He said it was on the podcast or it was on the radio or something, and I just don't think he's hearing it right because you're controlling that. Well, what I think he's talking about is like I've told you before, like when Carrie's in the alternate location. Yes. Yes. The audio is, you know, different there. You right. Know, so it, it is going to sound like you're louder than than she is on on those you know times, right? Um, but obviously it's not intentional, you know. And that's still a learning process, by the way. I mean, right. as Carrie's doing it from somewhere else, like if I'm at the actual studio, not in my studio, there's going to be a different adjustment on levels as well. <laughs> so there's so much. I mean, we're try we we want us all to be heard, or else why have these people on the show? Literally, I could just talk for three hours, and I didn't have to include anybody else. So if I'm if I'm on an ego trip, Carrie, wouldn't I just do that? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you would. You wouldn't need anybody else, just you. Yeah. There was nothing in my contract that said make other people talk. That's true. No, but I think that everybody on the staff is great, and I think it adds to the show, and that's why people are here. It's so strange to me, though, that people would take the time to write dumb emails, mm. making dumb assumptions, and the one guy with the audio, I'm going to give him all credit, and I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he was so nasty and so negative. And he wrote me back nasty and negative. And I said, dude, stop listening now. You don't seem no to kidding. understand. I'm just, I'm a guy on the radio who wants it to sound the very best every single time I do it. I don't understand why you're writing emails like this. And you know what? To his credit, he wrote back. He said, you know what? You're right. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done Whoa, that. Oh, really? You, you were right. Well, I don't think people think that we're people. 
Well, this is true. You're right. You're absolutely right. It, they feel like they can tell, they can say anything to us. You know what right. you and can we do. just take it. You know what you can do? You can tell everybody that them emailing you helps you, good or bad. Right. And they'll probably not do it. You think? So So I say, you writing me a nasty email gives me a segment I can do on my show. You writing me an email that helps, it's going to help me out anyway. So stop. How about this? How about you just write me an email that says, hey, I liked or didn't like that, and I just want to give you my commentary. I literally look at my email as an extension of the phone calls because a lot of people, as I talk about on the radio, don't want to be on the radio, and I understand that. They're, they're embarrassed by it. They get confused. Sometimes they call me the wrong name. Um, you know, they, they get locked up. They forget what they were going to say. So I get it. Sitting down and writing an email is easier. It's a more personal thing, but I think they think the email, because it comes directly to me, is their vehicle through which they could tell me everything I've done wrong in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think, and Paul, you I think you make a good point, though. And take their advice. Well, I mean, I've, I've ended up blocking a lot of people because they think that it's just that, okay. Now I've got now I've got his attention. I'm going to keep on telling him what a piece of crap he is. Yeah. And, and I think Sam, anything that... on this? Sam has I nothing think on this. Spent too much energy on yeah. reading emails. Hello. But I also yeah. really appreciate the feedback. So. Yes, Paul. Uh, I was just going to say that I think that people are starting to to feel like emails are like social media. And you can say whatever you want, and and it's not gonna you know come back at you because it's it's like on social media. You can tweet out whatever you want, be as nasty as you want, and and nothing happens to you. So they have that. I actually, I actually think you're right, but these people aren't anonymous. They're so dumb. I can see your email address. <laughs> right. That's what, you know what I mean. That's what I mean. But <laughs> but I think they're so used to that that they think that that's that's how it is. You know. And yeah. then they can just vent and say whatever they want and and think like, oh, he's not gonna know who I am anyway. So I can say whatever I want. Yeah, you do not have the same anonymity on email. I think you make a good point with that. Now, Carrie, I want to get into this story before we hit the break because I, I presented it sort of in the open of the of the, of the hour. Um, the idea that Pride Day or Pride Week would ever be taught in school is an idea that shouldn't be taught in school. It's a very simple reason in my mind. But uh, Ken Paxson is actually going after the schools here, right? Yes. Uh, from The Guardian, the Attorney General of Texas has declared a school district celebration of LGBTQ plus students, sex education and in violation of Texas law. For the past eight years, students in the Austin Independent School District have held a district wide Pride Week as a chance to celebrate LGBTQ plus students, staff and families in the districts, according to the district's website. But on Tuesday, the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton sent a letter to the school district calling Pride Week sex education and noted the school that without parental consent, the celebration is breaking state law. And the Texas legislature has made it clear that when it comes to sex education, parents, not school districts, are in charge, said Paxton in his letter shared to Twitter. By hosting Pride Week, your district has at best undertaken a week-long instructional effort in human sexuality without parental consent, continued Paxton. Or worse, your district is cynically pushing a week-long indoctrination of your students that not only fails to obtain parental consent, but suddenly cuts parents out of the loop. Either way, you are breaking state law. The school district superintendent, Dr. Stephanie Elizalde, responded to the attorney general's comments about 45 minutes after Paxton posted his letter. I want all our LGBTQIA plus students to know we are proud of them and that we will protect them against political attacks, said Elizalde on Twitter. I mean, it's not a political attack. That's just kind of dumb. So let me let me tell you where I am on this. In the late 50s, early 60s, the Bible was kicked out of school. 
And by that, I mean you can, as a child, as a student, you can bring your Bible into school. You can even read it over a study period or read it during lunch if you want. But it cannot be taught in school because some atheist convinced the idiots in the Supreme Court um, that this somehow was a perpetration of proselytizing Christianity. Okay, so if I have to accept that, that you can't teach the virtues, values, and lessons in the Bible in school because that somehow is pushing a lifestyle, a value set on children, let me see how clear I can make this, then you can't be telling them about pride, about LGBTQ, because heterosexuality is not being taught in school, reproduction is. And whether you like it or not, there's only one way to reproduce. You have male and you have female, you have sperm and egg, that that becomes conception, and then you make a baby, you make another human. That's it. You're teaching science, you're teaching biology, you're teaching how reproduction happens and where people came from. Whether you like it or not, LGBTQ uh, and all the other letters that go after that are not about reproduction, it's not about science, it's about orientation. It's about lifestyle. It's about um, what you believe you are intended to do when it comes to relationships. That's not to be taught in school. Why is there a pride day, a pride week, a pride minute? That is teaching a lifestyle and orientation and how to have relations with people that are abnormal in their relations from the relations that produce children. So if you like it or not, if you want to teach pride day or pride week, we're bringing the Bible back in. And we're going to teach the lessons in the Bible. You cool with that? If you're not, tell me the difference exactly. Because teaching reproduction and biology is appropriate. Teaching lifestyle and who you want to sleep with is not. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Yes, indeed, you do. Glad to have you. Thanks. The Joe Pag Show. We've got Manny Mellos at the bottom of the hour. At one point, Carrie, I call him uh, Melly Manos during the interview. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Right, keeping it straight is not easy. Manny Mellos. Can, can there be some more, you know, freaking consonants in there? <laughs> My <laughs> God, Manny. That's his name. That's his name. And Melly Manos is actually a pretty neat name if you think about it. No, I like the other one. Uh, Manny Mellos, um, melloscustom.com. Make sure you go check that out. He's a great guitar um, manufacturer. Not a manufacturer. He's a builder. He builds it. He's a craftsman. It's amazing the guitars he does. And he's also very, very active in his community. Uh, and we've known each other now a couple of years on my on my web stream. What? You want a guitar? What are, what are you moaning about over there? Oh, that would be nice. I bet they're beautiful. You play the guitar? No. I just like to have one. You want one to get it just to look to, at it? To, yeah. Well, you have one. I do. I have, I have you a couple don't guitars. play guitar, do you? I don't. Okay, there you go. No, no, I'm asking. I don't. Oh, uh, well, do you? Why, why are you just deciding that I don't play the guitar? I don't know. Just assuming that you don't That's play the it. guitar. That's it. My next parody going to be playing the guitar on the parody. <laughs> oh, great. My yeah. daughter CJ is always Wait. mad at me because, uh, or maybe this was Gabby this time. 
they're like, well, you can't play the guitar. And then, of course, I can play some some guitar. Um, mm-hmm. But but again, um, uh, I can't play like, you know, your boy Bon Jovi. Does he even play? He doesn't of even play, does he? Of course he does. Yes, he, he doesn't does. Play. He plays the guitar. Absolutely. That guitar is off. It's not even plugged in. No, it's not true. It's... No, that's what's his face. Richie plays all the good, all the hard guitar parts in that. No, super he, he band. played the guitar though too. Yeah, he did. You have no proof that he actually plays it. I've seen him at concert playing the guitar. How do you know you're hearing him playing it? Uh, How do you know? I just know. Okay, he plays the guitar. You do what, not. What, Polo? Polo seems to think he knows that Bon Jovi does or doesn't play the guitar. What? He does. And, and there was even mm-hmm. the video when he went solo and he did uh, Blaze of Glory. He has the guitar on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, There Polo. is a video. Just go to YouTube. Look it up. Elvis Presley back in the 1950s. And he's standing there in black and white. It's great. He's playing the guitar. It's like Heartbreak Hotel or something. They colorized it. And when you look at the guitar, there's not a string on this guitar. It's literally a, a stringless guitar. So the you know fact why, that you've right? seen him play it doesn't mean oh, that he was playing it. But, but you know why, probably, right? Why? It was probably to cover his hips. Uh, well, no. I mean, this was like some separate video. This wasn't wasn't like on Ed Sullivan. But, um, but and Elvis played guitar. I mean, not great. He played chords in the 68 comeback special. He's playing right along with the guys, uh, for sure. Bon Jovi, I'm pretty sure, is just faking it the whole time. He is not faking it. It's all real. His guitar playing is as real okay. as his hair these days. So I'm just going to put you it out there. You have no idea room. about his guitar playing. I don't know why. How do you, you know? Yeah, I might even. I might him. know Bon Jovi. You know nothing. I might yeah, be related to him. I do know something. You, you're not related <laughs> to him, and you do not know yeah. him. I would freak you li- out. You, you literally can't prove that he plays the guitar. Wouldn't, wouldn't you love that? His real name was John Bon Jovi so Pagliarulo. You'd be so angry. Oh <laughs> You'd be really gosh. bad. Yeah, I would. Sam, is he really playing the guitar? What do you think? I think yes. Yeah, not a chance. Exactly right, honey. 888-941-PAGS. She's actually agreeing with us, what? actually. I couldn't hear you. Yeah. I was going to take a phone call here. Sam what? was agreeing with me and Polo. Mm, not, not sure. We'll have to go back yeah. and check the tape later. Uh, by the way, make sure you stop by uh, the great website, EdenPureDeals.com. Get there right now. The Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are raving about how well the thunderstorm freshens their homes. Miss musty, mildewy smell, even misty smells, just vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Over 200,000 units have been sold. That's amazing. So you know it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and a whole lot more are no match. And best of all, no filters to buy. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. For the whole home, you're going to get three units under 200 bucks. It's a fraction of the cost compared to the other air purifiers out there that can go for over $600. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, kitchen, anywhere you need to, need to get some clean, fresh air in there. With this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S-3, and save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com, discount code P-A-G-S, and then the number three. Shipping is free. Going to get one for uh, for Carrie's studio very soon. No, uh, I don't need one in the studio. I, I that's don't, not what Polo said, kitchen, to be honest no, with you. No, Polo didn't say anything. I'm pretty sure he did. He did not. I'm going to call my cousin John Bon Jovi to ask <laughs> Don't even things. joke like that. <laughs> Do not even joke You would like be that. so bad for 15 years that I didn't tell you. Yes. He's my second yes. cousin on my mother's side. So ticked off at you. Real outcast <laughs> in the family, by the way. Uh, <laughs> let's do a break. Here we come back. It'll be uh, Manny Mellows. And he's going to talk about what's happening in Australia. The updates are pretty vast. Keep it here. Coming back. Joe Pags.
Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Love having this guy on. He's a personal friend of mine. He's somebody who I actually met in my chat uh, where we show the video of the program, and he's in Australia, Sydney, Australia. It's Manny Mellos. Manny, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Thanks very much for having me. Well, Good you know, I'm, you I'm living the dream. Um, uh, <laughs> MelosCustom.com is the website. He makes incredible instruments, uh, great guitars, and, and I want you to go check that out. Plus, he has a Twitch stream where he makes the guitars live on stream, which is awesome. Hey, Manny, we started talking because you are really, really um, interested in making sure freedom and liberty are, are alive and well everywhere, uh, whether it be New York City or Sydney, Australia. And I, I always thought Australia was very, very similar to the United States, and I guess in some ways it is, but you've got people, much like in individual states here, that think they're the kings and monarchs. Where, where are we when it comes to restrictions and COVID and just living free and liberated again? Yeah, that's that's a very good summary there, Joe. Thanks for having me again. Um, sure. Great to see you again. So where we're at is we have a, a federation of states, much like the United States is, in that each state is governed by a federal government, but you've also got individual state legislation and state governance. Now, every state has taken their own stance in terms of their health orders. They've created state health orders, which are which are pretty much let them run their own their own gamut, their own show. Uh, we've got variation. The problem with, with the mandates and the problem with the state laws is they're inconsistent um, against each other. And federally, of course, there's a, a layer of federal governance which can or cannot oversee or overlay with these state laws. In this instance, in the instance of mandates and COVID-related mandates in particular, you've got each state doing their own thing under their own guidance, under their own policies. And you can see things like Western Australia at the moment, where the mining is over in, on the West Coast, is very heavily mandated and very heavily locked down, as opposed to Sydney, where I am on the East Coast, where we've opened up again. And uh, although the mandates are still persistent, but more you'll find that more in the private sector and still in some of the medical medical government areas. Is there some geographic uh, reason, Manny, why the Western part would be still locked down or is it just bad governing? It's just power hungry, mate. Power hungry governing governance. Every little uh, premier, which is what the governors we call them, premiers here uh, of the state, which is the govern, you know, the, the leader of each state, has found an opportunity to grasp power. We've had uh, Victorians' state government vote in, and this is both the conservative side. Now, let me get this straight. Let me clear, clear this up for you. Sure. The conservative side is voting along with the other side in these decisions because they just see it as a power grab. Um, so they're no better than each other. Uh, there is no left and right. There's just right and wrong, as I call it. So what we see is we see uh, the Victorian state in the south of Australia, and now WA, Western Australia, wants to do the same thing. They've created a thing, a, a permanent pandemic laws. In other words, they have a clause in their constitution now in their governance that says they will they will be able to bring in pandemic laws when they see fit, almost like a free hit. It's crazy. I know. With, 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 without even any evidence, they could just say, we're going to bring them in now because we feel like it. Someone's sick. I think we're going to call a national or a state emergency. It's, wow. We're going to lock you. Lock, yeah, it's it's getting to dictate dictator levels and totalitarian levels in some states. Now, the, the funny thing is every state is uh, has their elections, their state elections independently of each other. So you could have one this year. Uh, next year might be in other states. They don't have them at the same time, like, say, your midterms, for example. Right. So, um, so that, you know, they just basically grab their next three or four years and just hold on to that and do whatever they need to do for their state. Is there a way, a mechanism in place in governing there in Australia where they, you can get rid of somebody? Like here, you get rid of a president, you impeach, and then try to remove yep. if he's found yep. guilty. Um, is there a way to do that there, or are they locked in? Because I know in Canada, I asked that same question, and it turns out Justin Trudeau might be there for life, whether they like it or not. How does it work yeah. in Australia? 
We don't have a recall system, which is one thing that we really, really need to have a, a similar system to the US in terms of where you can recall the election. And uh, basically, it's performance-based. If you don't perform, you're out on your backside on the road. Good. So uh, at the moment, what happens is they get voted in, and this is the this is the problem. Once they're in, you know, they sit there for three years, do nothing, and then their fourth year comes along, and they start tickling the the constituents and saying, "Oh, you know, we didn't have time to do this, but if you vote us in again, we'll make sure we get it done this time." And they get another four years. There is no recourse. There is one recourse from a federal level, and even from a state level. There is every state has what they call a governor general, an attorney general, in other words. Uh, he, he, he or she oversees or governs, administers the government of the, of, the, of the state or the country. There is a federal governor general who represents the, the monarch, the queen. Uh, he basically acts on her behalf. He is the boss of the government, in other words, and there is one at the state level. Now, what happens when there's a constitutional crisis is the governor general's duty is to dissolve parliament, to get rid of the government. And dissolve to- it. Dissolve it. Say, wow. you're gone. You're, we're going to can, can the whole thing. We're going to put in a interim administration, mm. and we're going to go – we've got three months, as the Constitution says, to set up new free and fair elections. So this is what um, the libertarians have been fighting for at these rallies in Canberra in the nation, nation's capital every week. Every week – you don't see it every week, but there are people down there every week traveling two or three, four hours. Some, some of them have been staying there in camping grounds for months and weeks, and every day – of every week, they present themselves at the gates of the Governor General's um, headquarters, and also at Parliament House. And they have there are two, they have one demand. The, the, the people that I'm involved with have one demand, and that is Governor General David Hurley. His name is former military general, Governor General David Hurley. Please do your duty and dissolve the government. And the rationale behind that is that just say you know other people are making demands. Please stop the mandates. Yeah. Stop them now. Uh, unlock us, do this, do that. The problem we see is that if you let the same mob do that and they do do that, in six months' time, if they're still there, they'll just bring it back in again. We need a shift in the whole system. We need to clean out, as you say, in America, we need to drain the swamp. Well, we're absolutely right. And I hope that we can drain the swamp both there and here. It's uh, Manny Mellos. Go to melloscustom.com. He's a great guitar maker. He's also somebody who's very active in his community, politically active, which is a very good thing, um, and, and also knows a lot about our government. I, I got to be honest with you. I think you probably know more than a lot of Americans know about how things work here. But as we see things start to lighten up in places like New York, because they know that the polls show people are done with it, as next month, early next month, hopefully, we'll take the masks off when we start flying on planes, which never should have gone on to begin with, um, when we're seeing the most liberal and most progressive cities in this country saying, they're going to turn on me if we don't do something, is there that sort of fear in government there as well? It almost sounds like government is overrunning you guys. I mean, is there that fear? Does the government listen when a bunch of manis show up and say, hey, we're not wearing the masks anymore, the science doesn't back this, we're done with you being totalitarian over us? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and there's probably two ways to answer that. The first is obviously, yes, there are, you can see the fear in their eyes. The government, there's an election this year. There was a federal election in May. That is both houses, the Senate uh, and also the House of Representatives. So, um, you know, the problem there is they see that, oh, wow, we know we've, we've got caused a lot of pain with our policies through the community. We need to smooth things out. We need right. to smooth things over. So they've backed things off. You know, they've backed things way off. They're saying, you know, you know, no one's forced to do anything. You got And they're talking the talk, but will they walk the walk when the time comes? I think it's just a political ploy to to capture some of those diehard rusted on voters, as we call them. Yeah. Um, the problem, the problem there is um, you tend to get a sense of 
whilst they seem to be listening and responding to to people's needs and, re- and, and the constituents' requirements and the constituents' demands because we're fed up with it, um, there seems to be an overwhelming uh, lockstep agenda or a lockstep behaviour where you just have a feeling that they're taking some some orders from somewhere else. Um, they're being controlled by some other entity, and we and it's just too many consistencies uh, across both internationally and statewide that just makes it too coincidental for my liking. I'm I'm very uncomfortable with that. Well, you, you've spoken about this in my chat room, and I've spoken about it on my on my show. Certainly, the pharmaceutical companies are dumping a bunch of money into the news organizations here, into the, new, the news organizations in Canada, news organizations in I'm guessing Australia as well. Is that is that what you're referring to when you say somebody else is sort of controlling and pulling the strings? Because when you've got the billions and billions of dollars in profits, like F- Pfizer alone has seen, then you have a lot of control. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at things like the media and how the, the role that the media plays in how they shape our society and how they shape the the uh, the um, the rhetoric and the story, you know, the agenda. Right. Uh, you got to you got to look back at history and history. This is why history should be mandatory at school, um, and not rewriting it. I mean, actually recounting what actually happened. If you look at every war since 1900, the media was complicit in starting every war. You know, the propaganda engines have been there always, and they continue to. You know, and they continue to pull big players who 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 can use that that medium, that channel, uh, that voice, uh, and whether that be by promoting, you know, by by rewarding them, by financially rewarding them, or by you know by amalgamating their services and and building something bigger and powerful, they they use the media for to get their agenda across the you know across the get the story across the line. We see that now. You know, COVID went away all of a sudden. There's thirty thousand cases a day in in Sydney. And all of a sudden, it's gone away from the news channels, and all, of it, all we hear is about U- U- Ukraine and Russia, and uh, and something else. Even the floods, where hundreds of people will have lost their homes, and several people had been killed with you know 15, 20 meter, 30, 30 yard, you know depth height, you know flood flood waters rising that high, right. burying houses and telegraph poles. That's how deep it was. It was like biblical proportions. That's all gone. No one's talking about that. It's like, why aren't we? St- why, how, do, how does the media switch off from something they've been hammering us with for two years, all of a sudden it just goes away? It, it, it's, it's very, very – listen, I'm skeptical. You know that. I'm a skeptic. So yep. so watching that happen, there is an ulterior motive, obviously. It's Melly Man, uh, Manny Mellos, he said. Melly Manos is not your name. Yes, that's, it's, uh, that's matter. <laughs> it'd be backward. Um, uh, Manny Mellos, melloscustom.com. Go there and check out the great guitars that he makes. Uh, also somebody very active in his community, and he's, he's spreading the truth as often as he can. Um, you mentioned something earlier that I want to go back to. You said it's not left versus right, it's right versus wrong. I agree with you. In this country, left would, generally speaking, be Democrats. Right would, generally speaking, um, you know, be the Republicans. But then I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican, so I don't fall into that party thing. Um, there are many people who are liberals who aren't necessarily Democrats, so they don't follow the party thing. Um, you said that they're they're both acting like they're different, but they're really not. They're sort of the same thing. There's a term here called Republican in name only or rhino. I disagree with that. I don't believe there's a Republican in name only. I think they're all establishment. And then you've got the outliers like Rand Paul who doesn't who doesn't care, or or Matt Gates who doesn't care, or Marjorie Taylor Greene who doesn't care. And they'll say what they believe on their value system. Is there a faction in Australia that aren't the BS establishment? That you can actually say, well, this person's really speaking what he or she says uh, that they'll do because they're doing it. Are there people you can rely on? I think you referred to libertarians earlier. Are those the people yep. that you can rely on? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got a similar system to, to the U.S. in terms of it's a two-party preferred system here. So we've got the Labor Party, which is equivalent to the left, let's say, and they're aligned with the Greens 
with the Greens. And then you've got the Liberal Party, which ironically doesn't mean the same thing as it does in, in America, but the okay. Liberal Party is the Conservative Party. And they're aligned with the National Party, which is the farmers and, and the, uh, the interior sort of uh, people. Now, you've got them acting, you know, left and right acting the same way in Parliament. They both vote on the same uh, bills and they both agree on the same bills. You know, in New South Wales, it's now legal for full-term abortion. Full-term. You know, like you're about to have the baby, you can kill it. Correct, correct. Wow. You know, this is the kind of thing we're seeing both the left and right vote on. That tells me, you know, these people have lost their, their ethics, their morals, their values. They don't really behave like a conservative party would. They don't even behave like a workers' party should. You know, gone, gone are those traditional values from both sides of politics, and they're being inundated with this new age um, libertarian or progressivism that's just swamped the whole world. The other thing that I mentioned was the libertarians. Now, there are several factions, smaller parties that are libertarian, in, in, in some in words and some in deeds as well. Yeah. Um, you've got to really filter through those and be very careful because we have what we call here a party preference system. So when somebody votes for a party, essentially you give your vote to that party and they can allocate it to whichever representative they want to in their party. What we should be doing is holding every major party to account, and that is vote what they say below the line on the ballot sheet, which means you number everybody one to 100, and that means you tell the government where your vote goes. If you just vote one for the party, your vote could go to anyone in that party, if that makes sense. For example, if Joe, if Joe is a independent that's running for parliament, I could vote one for Joe and put the sitting member, which is what we should all do if we want to replace the system, the sitting member needs to go last on the ballot sheet. Okay, You've got to make sure they lose their seat. Even if they're one of your guys, whether they're Republican or Democrat, you've got to vote them out. Because if you want change, you've got to vote all the old guard out. Now, the thing is, Joe can get that position if I put him first. But I've, I need to number them one to ten. Wow. Okay, If I just go one at the top of the sheet and say, vote for Joe's party, Joe may not even get a look in. They might pick Fred, who's more aligned with their agenda. So well, I, I, like, I like the system, but is everybody educated on that? Because if they're not, they're just going to vote no, party line. This is exactly right. 60 or 70 or 80% of people vote party line. That's why you only ever have one of the two parties win the prime ministership and, and hold government. Wow. It's about Manny Mellos. He's coming to us right now from Sydney, Australia. Go to his website, melloscustom.com. Manny, I maybe have a minute left, but I need to know, sure. um, because you're vocal, because you're out there taking video, because you've gone to these yep. protests and these marches, have there been ramifications to you personally? Uh, there have been at a personal level, but not to the degree where I'm in danger or anything okay. like that. I'm a nobody in Sydney. No one really knows who I am. But, you know, I, I have friends. Uh, I've lost friends over it. Um, I have debates with family over it. Uh, we try and keep it separate from, from our personal lives because it really is a, an individual thing. You know, I exercise my individual human rights uh, and I encourage everyone to do the same. But I'm there also for like-minded people. If we have to march down to, to the nation's capital and stand in the pouring rain and demand that the government be dissolved and we, we have our sovereignty restored to every human being that was born in this country, then so be it. You know, I'll gladly sacrifice my friends and my family to do that. Are you able to freely exercise your, your freedom and liberty now in Australia? Or are you still showing yes. vax cards and wearing masks everywhere? So the, the vaccine stuff's been dropped uh, for mainly in, in my state anyway. I can only speak for the state of New South Wales, where yeah. Sydney is. I can go anywhere now. Not many people are asking. Some people ask. I just tell them to go away and mind their own business. I right. still do that um, because, it, you know, there, there are, there's a constitutional law and a constitutional you know, and, and, a, and a legislation that says my medical, my medical privacy is my medical privacy. Of you course. have no right to, 
I don't care what your health orders say. So I stick to those guns. Now, there is a rule in some industries where they still mandate it. Medically, of course, people are being asked to take the boosters. And you see things like nurses and doctors and specialists and, you know, specialist uh, medical tre treatments and industries, they're losing staff because they're going, hang on, I took the two shots because I had to keep my job. Now you're asking for a third. And only last week they started pushing a fourth. Oh, so, well, because, know, because Pfizer's pushing the fourth. I mean, again, well, it, Australia, it, all goes right, Australia. it all goes back to the pharma companies. Australia's bought 126 million vials. That's five shots per person. Okay, what, so, what the heck? Really? Yeah, I know. Look, it's, they did. Yeah, they bought several hundred million vials for a country that's only got 26 million people. Go figure. Man, it's bizarre you know, world. So, yeah, that's where we're at. So, so whilst, I, whilst, whilst we're free in New South Wales, uh, mostly, there's still some restrictions like indoor places that hold more than 1,000 people, like a theatre. You probably need to show a vax pass, but I can go to the football with thirty thousand fans, and it's outdoor, and it doesn't matter. So you go, for, you go, make some sense out of that. Well, I, I can't. can't. It's it's not science <laughs> at all. It's um, no, it's, not. it's Manny Mellows. Go to mellowscustom.com. Manny, I appreciate the update from Australia. I appreciate your friendship, and let's do this regularly. We'll get people up to, up to date on what's happening where you live. I appreciate you, my man. Thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate you too, my brother. And uh, we will do this again. And good luck to you. See all right, you soon. we'll talk to you in a bit. Uh, we're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Appreciate Manny coming on. I think we've got some time for some quick pop culture. But... Dirty pop. Hi, Paula, what's happening, brother? All right, so actress Hayden Panettiere, I think that's how you say her name, um, and her boyfriend were at a bar by the Sunset Strip Thursday night, and I guess her boyfriend got into it with a group of people that were there. They all got kicked out of the bar because of it, and then they all started fighting, and then she had to try to get in there, try to separate the boyfriend, and I think she may have got kicked in the face. Uh, Dude, I mean, she's like 4'8". She's tiny. Yeah, it was it was a mess. Yeah, what is she famous for? What's the, what's the show? Uh, I would say Remember the Titans when she was little. That's Polo. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you, see you on Monday. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.